Welcome to Wyoming Valley Church's podcast with Pastor Todd Walker. Well, welcome back, everybody. Hope everyone's doing well out there today. We started a podcast series a little while ago called Fresh Beginnings, New Disciplines, and we want to continue that today as we talk about staying tethered. Staying tethered is the topic today. This past Sunday, we finished our study through the book of James. We were in James 5, verses 19 to 20, talking about bringing back the wandering sinner. I just want to read the two verses that we spoke on and use that as a springboard for what we want to talk about today. In James 5, 19 to 20, James says, My brothers, if anyone among you wanders from the truth and someone brings him back, let him know that whoever brings back a sinner from his wandering will save his soul from death and will cover a multitude of sins. That lesson turned out to be one of the most powerful lessons that I've ever had to go through. Uh, It seemed like it was sort of a footnote there at the end, just going, hey, by the way, you know, if this happens, that'd be kind of cool. And it turned out to be one of the most gut-wrenching, powerful lessons I've ever thought about because I'm a pastor and my entire job is to shepherd my flock. And we've been through a pandemic. I talked about this on Sunday. And most of our church has has been split because of that. And I'm not talking about just our church, but most churches across the nation and the world, people just have, have left, haven't come back. And the church is in sort of a really difficult place right now. And so this passage really spoke to me about me being used to bring back a wandering sinner, um, whoever those people are. And that's now my job is to figure out if that exists in my church and how to get those people back. But instead of talking about that today, I want to talk about staying tethered because for those who are listening today, I believe that you have a desire to follow the Lord and and mature in your faith. And so I guess the the way I want to speak about this passage today is is how to not become the wandering sinner. We already spoke about how to bring back the wandering sinner. And if you want to look at that lesson, you can find that on our website, wyomingvalleychurch.org. But today I want to talk about staying tethered in an effort to not become the wandering sinner. Because going after a wandering sinner doesn't mean that you and I go anywhere at any time to fetch the sinner back. That's not James' counsel to us, is that we go anywhere and we're haphazard with our own walk and our own faith and our own disciplines to do whatever necessary to bring back a sinner. No, I believe we need to stay tethered. Stay tethered in order to stay where we need to be, and also to help the sinner return to the path of Christ. I believe staying tethered is crucial to not only our walk with the Lord, but also to help those who are wandering. Uh, The word tethered, if you look it up, it simply means to stay connected to something. And I guess the image I want everyone to get today is sort of like if you were in the water and uh, you were scuba diving or something like that. And I believe when they go scuba diving, I, I don't exactly know, but I'm going to take an educated guess that when you go scuba diving, there's some love, level of being tethered to the boat that you came in. Because the, the ocean is kind of that way. If you're not tethered, you're going to drift, you're going to lose sight of your bearings, and you're going to, to drift away from your safety and your protection. And anytime anyone's been in the water, you know what that's like. You've been in the ocean for a few minutes and you're not really aware of your surroundings. All of a sudden, the water is just gently, subtly taking you away from where you were before. And so I want to talk about staying tethered today, but I want to talk about it, of course, in a spiritual lesson. And I want to ask this question, what does it mean to be tethered? Because again, I don't believe that you and I are strong enough on our own to exist as Christians. 
if we're not staying tethered to the things God has given us, I think you and I are going to eventually become the wandering sinner. And even if we want to apply the lesson from James 5, 19, 20, and we want to go after the wandering sinner, I mean, even using the illustration of someone who's, who's wandering or drifting in the water, and maybe they're in danger, most of us know that if you want to go after someone who's drowning and who's struggling in the water, you yourself need to be tethered to something. Otherwise, that drowning person might take you down. So I want to ask this question today is, how do we stay tethered? Or what does it mean to be tethered spiritually? And I came up with five things. Five things I believe that we need to stay tethered to in order for us to be spiritually healthy. And again, if we want to apply James 5, 19 to 20, bring back the wandering sinner. Staying tethered will help us do both. We will be healthy. We will be vibrant. We will be on track with the Lord by staying tethered. And we will be in the best position possible to go after the wandering sinner by holding on to those strongholds that God has given us. If we lose sight, if we lose grasp of those strongholds, then we are now in the position to become the wandering sinner. And that's obviously not the goal of chasing down the wandering sinner. So what does it mean to be tethered spiritually? Well, the first one I thought of is pretty, these are, again, these are pretty self-explanatory but I'm going to elaborate a little bit. And the number one thing I thought of is staying tethered to God's word. We live in a weird time where everything now is a resource. We have so many resources. There, There's YouTube. There's the internet. There's social media. There's all kinds of ways to get opinions and thoughts into your mind. And what I'm noticing, and even, even myself, it's tempted to go down these, down these alleys, is is that maybe I can cut corners a little bit. Maybe I don't have to do the old school, we would call them devotions, you know, time in God's word. Maybe if I simply read a small devotional or an article on something that I'm dealing with, maybe that will be enough. And I've done this in my life and I've seen countless people do this where they're not really in God's word. They're kind of, if you will, taking a vitamin and they're calling that that's their sustenance. Like I'm taking a vitamin I don't need to eat. I took a vitamin. That's kind of the similar illustration of what we're talking about today. I see that all over the place where people are, are, and there's nothing wrong with devotionals. There's nothing wrong with articles, but we're substituting the, the vitamin for the real meat and drink or the bread of life that God has given us. And the best way to be spiritually healthy and to go after the wandering sinner is to stay tethered to God's word. And I know that sounds very unromantic, like, no, that's got to be something bigger and bolder than that. But really, it's not. If you stay tethered to the Word of God, stay connected to the Word of God, you're in the Word of God. You're being taught and trained and guided, and the Word of God is saturating your life. You're going to be very hard to have wander. The devil is going to have a very tricky time trying to get you to wander because you're tethered. <laughs> you're connected to something really strong. I've noticed that I am... Very difficult to take down when I am in the Word of God as a discipline. Because I'm remembering and I'm thinking about it and I'm meditating upon truth. And I believe that's what Jesus did in the wilderness with the devil. The devil tried to get Jesus to lure him away with his own physical needs to say, hey, you're hungry, make these stones into bread and I'll give you all the kingdoms and you know, all these things can be yours if you do this. And Jesus said, well, that's not what the Word of God says. And I was just reading that, and I just remembered this passage, and, and he recited it back to the devil to say, remember? Remember what it says, and here's what it says, and I just read this, and this is what it says, and I'm, you're wrong, devil. That's not true. 
And, and, and again, you could say, well, the, the Son of God knew that. He memorized it. He wrote it. Of course, he knew the Word of God. But the, word, the Lord Jesus did everything that you and I are supposed to do. And he did it for two reasons. He wanted to know what true weakness was like. So he left everything that was a spiritual advantage in heaven. And he came down exactly like us. And he wanted to fellowship with our weakness. And he also wanted to give us the perfect guidance system to say, this is how you do it. Stay tethered to the word of God. The only way I defeated the devil that day is I stayed tethered to the word of God. I didn't cut corners. I didn't substitute a vitamin for the word of God. I got into the word of God. I knew what it said. I meditated on, I remembered it, and I used it when it was necessary. If we want to stay tethered spiritually, we have to be in the word of God. And yes, it takes work. And so many times I've heard people say, well, the word of God is hard. It's hard to study. And I would say there's truth and error to that statement. Yes, the Word of God is challenging to some degree. It does take disciplined work like, like anything does, like shoving the in the snow does or doing your homework does or you know working out in the gym does. Everything takes work. But it's not as challenging as we make it. Honestly, the more I study the Word of God, the easier it gets. And I just think it's it's one of those things we need to understand the value and the importance of it, that if we stay tethered to the Word of God, if we really, really make it a discipline of our lives, then we're going to be strong and formidable against the devil, and we're also going to be in a fantastic shape to help those who are wandering, to say, hey, listen, that's not what it says. Or don't you remember this? Don't you remember when Jesus said this or when Paul said this? Or let me give you a passage from Colossians that might encourage you in this season that you're in. And if we don't have the Word of God, all of that goes away. We're not strong, we're not formidable, and now we're not tethered, and the drowning sinner might take us down with them. Because their things, whatever they're listening to, whatever justifications they're using, sound quite right to them. And, and if we're not careful, they might sound right to us too, and we might listen to them, and we might end up exactly where they are. So the first thing to do to stay tethered spiritually is to, to stay tethered to God's word, and, and don't cut corners, just don't. Uh, don't use this lazy period that we have in this world to say, I don't need the word of God. Number two is we've got to stay tethered to the church. I'm going to spend our <laughs> midweek gathering tonight talking about this very thing, that we need to stay tethered to the church. The church is another one of those strongholds that you and I have we've misunderstood. Church, at least growing up to me, has been a building. It's been a service. It's been pastors. There's a lot of misconceptions about the church, but the church is really the body of Christ. It's the support group. And it's supposed to be given to us to be our stronghold. That you and I are supposed to be hard to take down because we have so many people supporting us and praying for us and holding arms with us. And as uh, we went through the Armor of God study in Ephesians 6, when Pastor Mel spoke, he spoke about the old school shields that they would use in battle, the shields that they would use would actually be, unlike the ones we're typically envisioning where they're circular, the shields would have been rectangle and they would have connected to all the other shields, kind of like a puzzle. So when you put your shield up, all the shields would have connected and it would have created almost a wall, an impenetrable wall that the arrows couldn't get through. And that's kind of a cool picture of what the church is supposed to be, that when you and I stay tethered to the church and we all put our shields up, now we're almost impossible to get at. But as soon as we don't stay tethered to the church, as soon as we let that tether go, now we're weak. Now we're on our own. Now we're one-on-one -on -one against the craftiest, strongest enemy 
there ever was the devil. And when we don't stay tethered to the church, it's almost like we go in the water to save someone who's drowning without a lifeline ourselves. We have no rope. We have no lifesaver. Now we're in the water just like they are. And how do we expect to help a drowning person when we're the exact position they are? And our goal to chase down the wandering sitter is not to leave the stronghold of the church. It's to stay in the stronghold of the church and almost reach your hand out to the wandering sinner and pull them into the church and say, this is where you need to be. I'm not leaving the church. I'm guiding you toward the church. Kind of like you would if you were in the water and say, grab the lifesaver, grab the rope. I'm going to throw this to you, but I'm staying in the boat. Here's your lifeline. Grab it. That's exactly what you and I need to do. As soon as we leave the church, all kinds of dangerous things happen. So we can't get lazy with the word of God. We can't get lazy with the church. We have to stay disciplined with the gathering, stay disciplined with seeking how to serve and how to learn from the church and how to pray with the church and how to put our shields up together. And when we do, we're incredibly strong. We're going to stay healthy and we're going to be in the best position possible to reach out to the wandering sinner and bring that person back. But we got to stay tethered to the church. Number three is stay tethered, stay tethered to holiness. Holiness. Now this is an interesting one. This is a little bit different but holiness is, is exactly the way God is, the way God thinks, the way God is instructed. Holiness means really you're set apart, you're different, you're not like the world. When you and I start to blend being a Christian with the world, we stop becoming tethered to holiness and we start becoming in the same position that the world is in without the word of God, without church, without the strongholds that God has given us. You know, I need to understand today that holiness is a really powerful thing. It's been seen as the other way around. We look at holiness now kind of as a self-righteous thing or man-made rules or something like that. We look at holiness kind of like it's no longer needed anymore. That No, the best thing is to be a Christian and be worldly because then you can your platform can be huge and you can reach all kinds of people and you'll, you'll prove to them you're just like them. But the Word of God says the very opposite. It says that holiness is the thing that will show the world that we're in the light and that light exists and that they need the light. When we're not like them, when we act differently, when we want different things, when we strive for better things than what the world does, that's actually us showing them the light. When you and I don't stay tethered to holiness, we start to blend those, those lines between holiness and worldliness. That's when things get really bad. And suddenly there is no real Christianity. Because Christianity now is just a hand stamp on your hand that you get into heaven, but really you're just like the world and even church is very much like a concert and it's just like the world and we're trying to do everything just like the world so that we can go, see, we're just like you. Don't you want to be a part of this? We have the same things. It's just as cool. It's just as exciting. And man, the scriptures kind of scream the opposite message at us. No, be different. Be different. And don't be different just for the sake of difference. Be different in the way that your Lord Jesus was different. Strive for the same things that he did. Strive for things that are above, in heaven, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Strive for things that matter in the kingdom of God, because when you strive after holiness, you're strong. And when you become worldly, you're weak. So one of the things we need to do to stay spiritually healthy and to help those who are wandering is to stay holy, to stay Christ-like, to not blend those lines and say, yeah, 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 it's probably no big deal to be worldly and have the things that the world have and love the things that the world does. That's exactly what the devil wants us to think. 
Because what we're doing now is we're drifting from the things that Christ has taught us and we're going to the things that the devil wants us to think and all his propaganda. And that's when we become very, very weak and in no position at all to help the wandering sinner. We've got to stay tethered to holiness. We've got to remember that heavenly things are what matters. Love is what matters. Abstaining from sin is what matters. And we've got to remind ourselves of that, that worldliness is not hip, it's not cool, it's not trendy, and it's definitely not helpful. As soon as we let go of the tether of holiness and we start going, let me just become one of the world and be like them and do all the things they're doing, and, and then I'll try to reach them as well, that's, that's never going to happen. The light will become darkness and the darkness will just blend with the other darkness and will become exactly the type of person we've sought to reach. Number four is stay tethered to love. Stay tethered to love. We can't lose sight of what's really important in this life. Now, just like we said, holiness is important. Love is about the holiest thing you can do in this life. When you love one another, and I'm talking about real Christ-like love, that, once again, is when the world will see something different. And, I mean, the scripture even says that, that they will notice our Christ-likeness. They will notice our God by the way that we love each other. And when we lose sight of love and it just becomes about our agendas and our schedules, and, and imagine that. Imagine you're just doing your own thing. You're serving yourself, you're serving your own agenda and your own schedule, and then you notice someone who's wandering, quote-unquote, because maybe you can't even see that if you're wandering yourself, but you assume that someone is not in track spiritually, even though you are. Let's say you're still going to church. You haven't left the gatherings. You're still reading the Word of God to some degree, but you're not loving. You're not seeking the needs of those around you. You're very self-focused. Are you really in the position to help someone else come back to the things that Christ has taught us, which are all about love? If you're so focused and inward about your own schedule and your own agenda, I'm guessing you won't even notice a wandering sinner because that's what happens when we get blinders on. We stop losing touch and sight of those around us who are hurting and struggling and away from their strongholds. And as soon as we lose sight of love, A, we're nowhere we need to be spiritually. If, as 1 Corinthians 13 taught us that. If we lose sight of love, we're a noisy gong, we're a clanging cymbal, we're doing nothing for God. And number two, if we've lost sight of love, we've lost sight of helping anyone who's in need. And this one is so subtle. This one happens so subtly. It's... it's the Western culture that we live in, there's so many justifications to get around love with busyness and tiredness and sickness and stress and my own pity parties that I get in. And, and I start thinking, why aren't people ministering to me? And we lose sight of love. We stop being tethered to love and we stop realizing that love is actually a stronghold for us. That when we seek to love those around us, and yes, we can't love every single person in every single situation, but when we love, we're getting stronger. Because God is now blessing us. God is now giving us what we need to be sustained and be healthy and even help those who are wandering to come back in the spirit of compassion and gentleness and grace and forgiveness and say, come back. We want you back. This is where you belong. We love you. We care for you. We're praying for you. When we lose sight of love, we lose sight of everything. Number five way to stay tethered is to stay tethered to Christ. This one probably should be number one, but I wanted to save this one for the end, is stay tethered to Jesus himself. And yes, this has, a, this has an aspect of God's word, the church, holiness, and love. But Christ is the all-encompassing, overarching thing you and I need to stay tethered to. We need to seek him every day. 
every day that we wake up is a new day to seek the Lord, to sit at his feet and not lose focus of why we're here and who we're here for. And can I be honest with you, even as a pastor, that's easy to do. It's easy to get on autopilot and just start preparing sermons and leading Bible studies and and telling people what to do and, and to lose sight of the fact that I'm a branch and he's the true vine. And the only way I'm going to bear fruit is by staying connected to Jesus. That means I have to seek him. That means I have to humble myself. That means I have to read the word of God. That means I have to pray and ask his advice. That means I have to strive for the things that he taught me. If I don't stay tethered to Christ, I'm a goner. And of course, if I don't stay tethered to Christ, there's no way, it's an impossibility for me to help anybody else. Because now I'm nowhere connected to the thing that helps us all, the person that helps us all, which is the Lord Jesus himself. If you and I stay tethered to the word of God, to the church, to holiness, to love, and to Jesus himself, we will be strong. And I, I am promising you this as an equation, as a pastor, when I've done these five things. I am strong. It doesn't mean it's impossible for me to sin, but it's very, very difficult to trip me up when I'm in God's word, when I'm connected to the church, when I'm striving for the things that Christ strive for, when I'm walking in love, and when I'm seeking the Lord on a daily basis, I am, man, I'm fit. I'm strong. I'm very, very disciplined. I'm very hard to move. It's like I got a low center of gravity and you can't knock me over easy. When I lose sight of any one of those, I now have a weak spot. I now have a vulnerability. And that's exactly what the Lord, uh, excuse me, that's exactly what the devil wants to not only help us not chase down those who are wandering because he wants to keep that soul, but also to get us as well because he has greater ambitions than just to keep those he already has. He wants to go after those he doesn't yet have. And that's you and I right now. He wants to keep the wandering sinner and he wants to use the wandering sinner to lure us away from God's word, the church, holiness, love, and Jesus so that now he gets two people. And so we have to be careful with this passage to not become untethered to the things that really matter. The best position we are in to help the wandering sinner is when we are staying firmly, exactly planted where God wants us to be. And as soon as we leave that, now they're in danger and now we're in danger. And I hope that's a help to you today. I hope you can look at your life and say, man, am I staying tethered to God's word, to his church, to holiness, to love, and to Jesus himself? And if I'm not, I got to correct that vulnerability before the devil gets me. Because those five things are crucial to being healthy and to reaching out to those who are hurting. I hope that's a blessing to you. Stay tethered today. Don't lose your disciplines. I know it's difficult. I know it takes discipline. And I know it's sort of uphill in a way. But boy, the Christian life is worth it. If we will stay tethered and we will remember the things that God has taught us, we will be strong, we will be formidable against the devil, and we will be in the best position possible to help those and put an arm out to those who are hurting and wandering and say, I'm here, come back. This is where you need to be. Come join us and maybe, possibly, save a soul from death and cover a multitude of sins. All glory to God. Thanks for tuning in. I hope this has been a blessing to you. We'll tune in next time. God bless. Thanks for listening to the Wyoming Valley Church Podcast. Join us for worship Sunday mornings beginning at 1030. We're located in the Dolphin Plaza on Highway 315 in Wilkesbury. Learn more about us at wyomingvalleychurch.org. Wyoming Valley Church, a place where all are welcome.